enough of these shows and you do one of them every single day, you're going to come across inevitably, no matter how hard you try not to, as a know-it-all. Well, I'm going to prove today, I'm going to prove that I'm not a know-it-all. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. I was out in Cranberry yesterday covering the Penguins practice. They have another one scheduled for today, and then they're flying out to St. Louis for a game against the Blues tomorrow night. And the bigger question on my mind in general at that session was what's it going to take to get something, anything out of this bottom six? And more specific than that, what's actually wrong with them? Because not only are they not scoring, but they're not getting anything done in the attacking zone. And what I'll do more often than not is I'll try to pull somebody aside and ask them, you know, just give me some background. You know, give me something that you're seeing or feeling. If it's a player, you know, what is it that they're experiencing on the ice? If it's a coach, what are they observing either from the bench or better yet on video breakdown or statistical analysis? What are you seeing? And rather than give you all of these thoughts that I came up with beforehand, I'm going to instead turn the microphone over to Lars Eller, the brightest guy on the rink just about every time he steps through the door. Here's what Lars had to say. Yeah, so I think right now we're like doing, we're kind of playing a really low risk game where we're getting, you know, we're putting pucks north all the time. We're getting out of our zone. We're, we're getting it deep. We're not turning pucks over at the blue lines. We're not trying to do too much, but at the same time, uh, you know, so the next step right now is just getting, getting, getting the check to be more effective, which means we have to force turnovers off getting the puck deep and getting on the forecheck. And that's the, that's the part of the game that's lacking a little bit now. And that's stopping us from getting extended zone time. So the first step is when we get it in deep, which we are most of the time, we have to get it back. And now we've got to be do a better of working three together, taking, breaking up plays with sticks, getting bodies, keeping the puck alive. And, uh, and right now, that's what's stopping us from, from getting uh, more offense, I think. So that's the first step. Once we do that, then we can talk about how do we, how do we cycle? How do we, how do we uh, find the open lanes? How do we find the open eyes? we got to get the puck right now. And, and keep it, keep it alive. And just right now, I think we're not spending a ton of zone of time in our zone. We're playing responsible. We're playing. We're not giving up a lot, you know. But we we're not generating as much as we're capable of. And so I think that's where it starts for me. See, I like that because he wasn't defensive about it. He recognized that there's a real problem. But rather than just saying, "Well, we're trying. Let's be patient," da 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 da. What he said was. We need to come out of it in phases. We need to come out of it in waves. The first thing that we need to do is to forecheck, but sustain the forecheck. Don't just get down there, get the puck, and then lose it. And as he pointed out, we, meaning his line, aren't getting anything done. Now, his line has consisted of Drew O'Connor and... Jansen Harkins, who was waived after that practice yesterday, so Harkins obviously won't be a member of that line anymore. We'll see in today's practice who that's going to be. I'm hoping it's Nolachari sliding to the right wing. We'll see how it goes. 
Although Achari missed yesterday's practice with an injury, so maybe not. But however it works out, whoever ends up on the line, the process that Eller was describing sounds pretty accurate. You're going to have to be able to, what's the phrase go, swing, sink, sink before you swim, or that's not it at all. It's, it's a crawl before you walk. That's it. Wow. That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to make offense happen in steps. Here's what O'Connor had to say when I brought this up with him. No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we know that we have to contribute offensively, take some of the burden off those guys that are kind of doing it every night. Um, so I know, I mean, through the first four games now, we haven't had that offense yet, but um, you know, I still think we've done some good things. I think we definitely have another level we can get to um, and just create more chances, have more sustained offensive zone time. I don't think it's been there as much as it should be um, up to this point, but um, I think we're confident in the, in the people we have there to, to kind of start making it happen and uh, you know hopefully it'll, it'll start to click a bit more so you buying you believe it i mean eller's been in the league for a few years he's no longer some big point producer but he's got his offensive skill we've seen it we've seen it in the short time that he's been here o'connor we've seen flashes that have some of us jumping up and down that he should be on the top two lines so you know it's in there What you don't know is what it's going to take for all of them to get together. Eller, very clearly, and you can hear this in his voice and his intonation, is the guy that's putting it on himself to make sure that it happens with O'Connor and with whoever gets placed on his right wing today. That's a really nice start. From there, I'm going to say it one more time. You can't do anything to address a problem until you recognize that it exists and then recognize what it is. The Penguins are in good hands. They're going to be fine with that third line. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Dave, who says, DK, do you think Kyle Dubas has the fortitude and the sense of urgency to force Mike Sullivan's hand and demand that Jeff Carter be pulled from the lineup sooner rather than later. This is going to be fascinating to watch. Dave, I agree with you that that specific scenario is going to be fascinating to watch. I'm going to choose today, since I brought up Carter yesterday, to address that in a more general way. Because to me, when you see Jansen Harkins struggling mightily, through four games to achieve almost anything on the rink other than looking sometimes fast and being able to shoot the puck sometimes with authority. And then he's gone, poof, just like that. That's that's a GM who's not messing around. Uh, most executives, I think, when they would get somebody like Harkins, who looks as impressive as he does in practice, and by the way, he did again yesterday, right before getting waived, they're going to be more patient. They're going to acknowledge that there are some nerves and whatever. And Dubas didn't do that, obviously. Never mind what he speaks or how he answers questions in interviews. Regardless of what he says, what matters is what he does. 
And that's what he did. The other thing that he did, Dave, that's relevant here, is that he stocked Wilkesbury, arguably overstocked Wilkesbury, with NHL level, at least peripheral NHL level players. If Radim Zahorna is the player who comes up today, and I'm kind of hoping that he is, that allows you to put Zahorna in as the fourth line center. You move Achari, like I was saying in the previous segment, Noel Achari, onto the third line right wing. You have him use some of his skills along the boards, and you put him to better use. A lot of things are going to make more sense. Regardless, that's instant action. You want another example? Who were the two worst players on the rink in Detroit? I think we can agree on this one. It was Chad Ruedel and P.O. Joseph. In that order. Uh, P.O. was bad. Chad was way worse. What happened yesterday in practice? All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ruedel was sharing his shifts in drills alongside Joseph with Ryan Shea, who's... 26 years old, has yet to play in an NHL game, was kind of a surprise guy winning a job on the roster out of training camp, and now has a very realistic, I'm not predicting it, but a a very realistic shot at making his NHL debut tomorrow night in St. Louis. He could be the guy that's lining up next to P.O. on your third pairing. That's that's action. That's telling Ruedel... Whether that's coming from the coaches, whether that's coming from Dubas, whether it's some combination of the two, we're not in those rooms. We can't know that. But it's still action. So I'm kind of answering your question, I think, in the sense that, yeah, Carter's still out there. But somebody, somebody in this scenario doesn't have a whole lot of patience for the bottom of the roster being as bad as it's been through four games and already there's been action so i i i don't know why carter would be any kind of exception and i'm saying this knowing that he will i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of penguins we're gonna do another one of these on monday